We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to No Other Podcast. That's Dan the Man. I am Jimmy. This is episode 19, which is crazy because it feels like we just started this, doesn't it, Dan? A little bit. Moving right along. Um, feels like we're, uh, well, we kind of did just start this, yeah. Just back in like October, right? Yeah, it was like the end of September, early October. Um, I can't believe we're almost 20 episodes in, but. Um, this is great. Yeah, it is good. We had a, a couple of technical difficulties last week. We think we figured it out. Might have a new way to make it so technical difficulties are a thing of the past. Hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood. Um, but yeah, man, um, how's your uh, how's your week been? Week has been uh, off to a good start. Little crazy day in Major League Soccer yesterday. Oh my god! Uh, I couldn't stay off of soccer Twitter, and my friend Jimmy. Kept, kept sending me messages about crazy stuff going on in the league, and we're going to cover all of it in a, in a short amount of time here for you guys. So thank you for being here, and uh, we're excited to do this again. Yeah, we'll, we'll for sure do our best to, to cover it all. Like you said, yesterday was probably the busiest day league-wide of oh, it was nuts. the, uh, the offseason, and uh, kind of started from, from the moment I woke up. I, I, I woke up to, to get ready for work, and I... I check my phone and, and, and check Twitter as it's kind of my normal morning routine. And and uh, I don't even remember where I saw it, but it was not a lot of play. It was like nowhere. I don't even think it was on Twitter yet because I looked. Um, but Sporting KC was linked with this random dude from Derby County, the Scottish guy named Johnny Russell. And uh, he's a forward. He's a winger. And I'm like, okay, we need wingers. So I start looking, and it's it's nowhere on Twitter. The only place I can find it is The Sun, like the UK paper. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I really trust The Sun, but I'm going to tweet it. I think I sent it to you. I was like, I'm going to tweet yeah, it yeah. with this, like, a uh, caution. We don't, we don't, you know, this is The Sun. This is this is a grain of salt. <laughs> um, but then we started doing Now a, explain what The Sun is. It's a UK outlet, right? Yeah, it's a UK outlet. It, it, it's kind of like it's got a little bit of a bad reputation as as like a tabloid paper, especially for you know we've talked about before. I'm an Everton fan. People, Everton's from the the, the city of Liverpool. Um, people in the city of Liverpool have a, a an especially bad um, view of the Sun because it, the the paper said some 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 pretty bad things about the the, the Liverpool tragedy that happened um, when the 96 people were killed and 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 so both Everton and Liverpool have actually banned the Sun from attending their uh, their stadiums and their venues. So whenever I see the Sun, I just kind of have like this icky feeling where I'm like, I don't know if I really want to trust it. Um, so I did, this is my own thing. I didn't even link to the article. I was like, I'm not giving them clicks. I'm going to screenshot it. Um, so, so I, I screenshotted it and, and tweeted it out there. But then I start looking into this guy and I'm like, okay, you know, he's an, he's an interesting player. And so I started kind of do like, or trying at least like my own little scouting report, if you will, of like, okay, who is this guy? And, and, uh, is he any good? And then I saw Mike Kuhn from down the byline. He must have seen it somewhere. He started talking about it a little bit. And 
And then I, I went so far as like I go to the Derby County website and I'm like reading his biography and all that, finding his goal of the year mm-hmm. videos. And then sure enough, you know, about <clears throat> an hour later, Sam McDowell posts a story, Sporting KC acquires attacking player from English Championship. And I'm like, I had that first. But it sounds like you had it very first. Like you were, you're you're breaking news, man. You're you're real news. I was trying. I looked. I, I searched Sporting KC Johnny Russell on Twitter. SKC Johnny Russell. And there was nothing. And couldn't find anything. So um, this is pretty serious, man. This is <laughs> this is a reputable. We're kind of a reputable news source, people. I don't know if you understand that, because I mean, obviously, we don't have a lot of Twitter followers yet. We're working on it. You know, share with your friends, guys. Have them come uh, like our Twitter, follow us. But. Uh, you know, it, then it broke. The news broke with uh, Sam McDowell and every other news outlet. Now, Sporting KC has not tweeted an official thing yet, but no, everyone went nuts. And I was like, <clears throat> "We're over here, guys. We've been uh, talking about it all morning. Come on over here. Come on over here to this side. It's fun." Yeah, man. We kind of know it, a little thing or two. We do. We're, we're, you know, we're we're a couple of fans who are who are just trying to get this podcast. I mean, I, I, we've got this podcast off the ground. We're trying to build it, but. You know we're uh, we have some sources. We uh, we we know what we we're do. talking about. So um, I was kind of proud of myself. I mean, I, I I'm not surprised it didn't take off until uh, Sam tweeted it because Sam's right, the right. guy when it comes to, to sporting KC news. But I I was I was a little proud of us for for kind of getting on this and doing a little scouting and, and tweeting about it before this actually kind of broke, if you will, on Twitter. Um, Felt cool, so, man. It got us a few more followers and. Uh, likes on our facebook page so that it did if you're not if you're not a fan of our facebook or our twitter get on it no other pot get on it tell your friends um but yeah man this like you said hasn't been officially announced yet but this is gonna be another attacking signing now he's not not really, the forward he's not really a center forward although it's funny because i've I've had Derby County fans up in my mentions the last couple days, and and they're all talking about how, like, we actually signed him as a center forward, but he mostly plays on the left wing, um, which is actually good for Sporting KC because we need a wing as well. Um, Gerso's typically on the right side. We don't really have anyone on that left wing right now. Uh, Daniel Shallow, he's played a a bit out there. Latif was out there some, but... um, Madronda can do it. Madronda can do it, although Peter... still really wants him in the midfield um so it it kind of made me a little happy to see okay we're we're, we're getting potentially a left wing to play opposite gerso and and i started looking up some of his highlights i don't know if and and yes they're highlights so they're not going to show him you know launching a howler over the net 20 yards into the air but sure sure uh he looks like he's got a bit of quality to him. I don't know. Did you get a chance to, to see any of his video highlights? I didn't get a chance to watch him, but I had you telling me about him. I had my boy Chris telling me about him, and I, I didn't actually uh, get a chance to look at him. But it uh, sounds, like, sounds like he's the deal, man. sounds like he could really help us out and be a good uh, Vermees player. I think so. Mike Mike Kuhn, um, who, who used to run down the byline, um, he writes for Blue Testament now, he kind of likened him where, where he he thought he had a a, a Jacob Peterson style of play, I and now that. a lot of the the Derby County fans that have sort of reached out to me, they kind of echoed that. I mean, they don't know who Jacob Peterson is, but but they've said a lot of things um, about how he's got a really high work rate, and um, you know he's a hard worker or. Um, someone said, quote, he will give us everything all game and every game, um, which seems like it's kind of the perfect Peter Vermees player, if that's true, because that's what he demands, you know, the whole sporting fit mentality. Um, the one thing they said, and and Paul Carr from ESPN seemed to kind of say as much with his uh, heat map, is that he's pretty much a... a a pure winger when he plays on the wing, meaning he doesn't cut in, he doesn't go into the box very much. He's not really a huge goal-scoring threat or hasn't been, but I don't know. I think um, Jericho was kind of the same way, and, and he had his his moments last year. I think Peter might kind of take Johnny Russell and, and try to work with him and see if he can't add that last bit of, you know, that finishing touch. Um and man, if he can if he can be creative on the wing, if we get that number nine, 
going to be sitting pretty good, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a that's a big deal. That and that's a whole other conversation. I mean, it uh we got to get one, right? We got to sign it. Yeah. It um so Sam made a point. Sam McDowell of the Kansas City Star made a point of saying this does not in any way indicate that Sporting is done searching for their striker. Uh and, and, and it's kind of been known that we wanted a striker and a wing player, striker probably being the number one need of the offseason. Um, so, I you know, I mean, man, this is uh, we're recording this on, uh, on Tuesday, January 30th, and uh, most of y'all are probably listening to this on Wednesday, January 31st, and we all know what that day is. That's, uh, that's deadline day. So... We're um we're getting down to the wire. I I don't know if if you had to guess, Dan, do you think we get some good news tomorrow or today if you're listening on Wednesday regarding a striker? I want to say I want to say no. I mean, I want to say I'm very op- I'm very pessimistic about it. And uh I I feel like they have to. They have to because are you really going to rely on Rubio to to be that guy up top, I mean, there are some big-time Rubio fans out there. I, I just don't think I'm one of them. Um, I like him at times, and he does—he has flashes of brilliance, but he's just not that—he's not the number one guy. He doesn't seem to have shown yet that he can be that number one guy, at least consistently. Consistent, yes, consistently. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, if you uh-huh. don't get someone in, you got to roll with him. Until summertime, and that's that's crazy. That's scary because, you know, one of the things that's been, I think, so crucial over the last few years in, in a way that Sporting KC hasn't really been able to capitalize on is getting early season points and getting points against teams that you should get points against. And, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, it, sometimes it takes a little bit of time for, for this team to click and, and they can kind of dig themselves in a hole and then they have like a little bit of a summer run and then they hit August or in this year it was October and they have that slump again and they kind of slide down from that first, second spot down to that fourth, fifth, sixth spot and that's when we find ourselves again on the road in the knockout round. Um, I was really hoping this offseason and this year was going to be different. I wanted us to get a striker early. I wanted us to get him into preseason and really hit the ground running. Um, so far, that hasn't happened. You know, if we get a striker tomorrow, he'll be able to be in the back half of, of training. And I know Peter said if we get a European striker, he'll be in midseason form. So he doesn't have to worry about fitness per se. But I, I, if if we have to go in with Rubio, I'll just be worried that we drop early points because we'll have the same goal scoring problems and, and we're not going to get out that quick start we need. No, absolutely not. I mean, we had a lot of games last year that were just draw after draw after draw, and it was like there were a lot of games where we had the win in the bag, and then they came back and tied it up at the very end. And I really don't want to see that at the beginning of the year again. I I don't want to see us get off to a rocky start. I want to see us just start clicking, you know what I mean? And I think that's been nice that Johan Kraze is in there, and and it'll be nice if we get uh, uh, Johnny Russell (laughs) <laughs> That's my best Scottish accent. Um, if we got him in there, uh, you know, with some preseason minutes, and because gosh dang, we're we're starting in almost a month. I mean, we better better buckle up because it's coming. Yeah, for sure. Um, there are a couple of players. There, there's a report out there that um, U.S. Men's National Team player Rubio Rubin has apparently made contact and and is is probably going to sign a deal with an MLS team. Now, there's really no indication of what team that may be. Uh, I just saw a a report on Twitter saying that, hey, he's he's coming. He was looking at between MLS and uh, Liga MX from Jeff Carlisle. Uh, And so I saw that and... I'm I'm starting to think, man. He he's he's young. He's like 21 or 22. He's had a few injury problems, but he was really good throughout the youth national system. 
does Sporting KC look at a guy like that who's not a marquee name, really is not going to be the exciting number nine we've all been waiting for, but do they take a, a, a risk and, and sign a guy like that? Um, now the hard part is he has to go through the allocation system because he's technically a national team player, so he'd have to kind of move up in the order, but I don't know. Do you, I mean, how desperate do you think the team is at this point, or do you think Peter's going to be more patient and say, look, we have Rubio, we'll stick with Rubio until the summer? Uh, I don't think he'll get desperate. I mean, Sporting KC's never been the team to get desperate, so I feel like, you know, worst-case scenario, we are sticking with Rubio. Yeah. What's unfortunate is Peter almost dug his own grave in this one because very early on in the offseason, he said that our strikers are not good enough. When they asked him if that 15-goal-a-year goal, guy is on the roster right now, he point-blank said no. Um, and to go to the fans and say, look, I know... I said, no, we don't have that guy, and goal scoring was our problem last year, but we're going to have to just roll with uh, roll with what we got. Um, that's going to be tough. That's crazy that he even said that. I mean, look how many of us are fired up about this. I mean, it's all we're talking about. I mean, you see it online, you see it in the Twitter mentions, and I wonder if he didn't say that if we're if we're all as crazy about this at this point in time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... It's like we've been promised dessert, and we're not getting dessert. Well, yeah, and it wasn't only Peter who promised it, it was Rob. And usually when Rob... It was double dessert. Right, exactly. It, it was it was promised, double dessert, and we're not getting it. And, you know, I'm not trying to sound entitled or, or, or anything, but it was so unusual for Peter to speak in such a blunt way like that that I was mm-hmm. certain something was happening. Um, and, and you know, I don't know. Matt maybe Doyle, it maybe it is. And, and who knows? You know what's probably going to happen is all of our listeners are going to be listening to this, and they're going to be like, you idiots. Like, they just announced that they just got this designated player striker, um, which is usually what happens to us is we record a pod, and then the next day, <laughs> news breaks. It is, yeah. Um, so if that happened, you're welcome. It's because of us. Um, that makes sense. Pretty much. I, I don't know, man. I'm very pessimistic about it. I really don't see it happening. Um, I hope I'm eating my words tomorrow afternoon or something, but uh, just doesn't seem likely. It's tough, man. Um, I will say, regarding Rubio Rubin, he's technically out of contract right now, and I guess not just necessarily regarding him, regarding a lot of players. The transfer window closes tomorrow for for. Europeans for most leagues across the country or across the the the, the world um, that doesn't mean if there are players who are out of contract you can't still sign them Rubio Rubens one of those players now again he right. in particular would have to go through the allocation process so it's how much is it worth moving up in the allocation order do you throw a couple hundred thousand at whoever's next and and say hey we're gonna we're gonna move up and, and try to get a guy um, I don't know, but, you know, Matt Doyle, before even the Johnny Russell signing of, of MLSsoccer.com, Matt Doyle said that, and I, we talked about this a little last week, he thought the Sporting KC offense was going to be more dynamic even as is. So mm-hmm. I hope he's right. Um, I'd like to see us get in there and, and, and make a, a little bit more noise. We, we, we got Johan Corze, Johnny Russell, all but confirmed. And Kyrie Shelton. So, who knows? Maybe they click, and maybe Kyrie has a breakout year, like Doyle was saying, and uh, Johnny Russell ends up being a, a stud. I don't know. I'm hoping. I don't know either, man. Uh, you all you can do is hope. I mean, you see all these other teams getting these big name players and big trades going on, and so and many somehow trades. Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, somehow Kansas City still manages to be a talking point every year without all that big flashy big money stuff yeah i i i I still think this is a quality side especially if the defense is anywhere close to where it was last Mm. year there there's a very real chance the team makes the playoffs again i just don't know how much farther they that we can go without a significantly improved offense so 
Um, but then again, you look at a team like the Seattle Sounders the last couple of years, they were like flirting with the red line or below it for most of the first half of the year. And then they, true, you know, have a, a resurgence in the second half and won MLS Cup two years ago and, and got back to MLS Cup final last year. So I wouldn't want to make a habit of that. But no, it's all about when you catch fire, you know? Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly rather start slower and catch fire in the second half of the season than kind of go the way of FC Dallas last year where everyone's going into the season. Like Peter told me before the start of the year last year, FC Dallas is the best team in the league. And then they didn't make the playoffs. So um, yeah, they really lost it. I'm not sure what happened there, but it's that's what that sums it up enormously. I mean, you gotta you gotta catch fire after that uh, you know World Cup break that they take in in June or whatever it is. Yeah, and that no one really knows what's going on right now because it, we may all think ever you know one team is the best. We may say, hey, Atlanta's the best team in MLS, and then they may struggle all year because MLS is weird. So I will not say that. <laughs> I will not. I don't think it. Um, right. Seems like everyone it's else clearly does. Orlando. <laughs> no. It, well, hey, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to Orlando, you sons of yeah, I know. Yeah, they're making some. It seems like they're. Uh, I saw someone. <laughs> tweet earlier it seems like orlando's doing a nice job of trying to build sporting kc's 2014 roster um yep sure are <laughs> or it'd be 2013 right yeah yeah i guess it would be because yuri was gone by 2014 um right we will get to that though um on the field sporting kc already had their first preseason action um it wasn't anything that really any of us could watch it was a closed scrimmage of um against the 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 phoenix rising fc trialists um and it it was strange i was kind of looking at how it was going to happen it was split into three different periods as opposed to two halves um long story short sporting casey beat the phoenix rising fc trialist two to one which Woo! Big win. <laughs> um, but what I what I did like is when I'm when I'm watching the SKC match day tweets and I see this tweet that led to the second goal. Um, end of second period. Sporting KC now leads 2-0 after Lindsay's cutback was clinically finished into the corner by Buzio. And I'm like, dude, you couldn't get me more excited when you're talking about. Two young homegrown players that are just clinically finishing things. Lindsay cutting back off the edge. Uh, Buzio clinically finishing into the corner. Like, gets me excited for the future. It does. Yeah, it's super pumped. But uh, I wish there was some kind of video highlights, I guess. And I, I guess I understand why you can't do that. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to show video highlights of, of things you're kind of tinkering with in the preseason. But come on, man. We're hungry. We, we want some soccer. Yeah, what's interesting is, like, for the third period, they didn't even name all the players that were on the team. That One of them was just listed as a trialist. So I wonder if it has something to do with, like, if you have a trialist in, you can't actually say who they are. I don't know. Maybe they just maybe that's just a Sporting KC thing where they don't say who the trialists are. But I did notice that, like, when they tweeted their third period starting 11, there was 10 guys and then just trialist. So... Who knows, man? Right. I don't I don't know what that's about. But um, Daniel Shallowy scored the first goal. Apparently, according to SKC Match Day, a lovely top corner strike from the edge of the area. Which, hey, if he can do that, awesome. Love it. That works. And, uh, and then, yeah, Lindsay DeBuzio, which that's probably going to be more of a Swope Park thing. But, man, I don't know. I... Uh, I think there's a, a lot of potential for some of these young guys, and and I I, you know, let me ask you this: if we don't get a striker, like we're all hoping, and Rubio isn't really cutting it, do you think about bringing in a kid like Buzio, who you've already signed to a first team contract, and he's young, he's like 16, but he's he's apparently got technical skill. Would you ever consider? trying to throw them out there and see what you got? Um, I don't know if you throw them up there. Um, that sounds sounds like a lot of pressure and a lot of trust. Um, 
you know, Vancouver did that with their, uh, you know, with their Alf- Alfonso Davies, but it's, uh, I don't know if we have that kind of confidence. Yeah, I, um, my concern, my biggest concern would be I wouldn't want him to go the way of, like, Freddie Adu, where you get out there and, and you're, you're so young and everyone thinks you're so talented and then it's just overwhelming and it kind of derails your career. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it'll happen. I just was uh, throwing it out there, seeing um, if it's something they, they should consider. But, um, but yeah, they, they, like I said, they won 2-1 in their first um, game, exhibition, against the, the Phoenix Rising FC Trialists. Um, they got a couple more games coming up. Um, one, Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central against Sporting Arizona. I haven't seen if that's going to be streamed or not. Um, and then Saturday, 11.30 Central Time against the Colorado Rapids. I would guess hopefully that one is streamed because it's against an actual MLS team and it's on a weekend, but but I'm not sure. Um, if it is streamed, are you going to watch it? Yeah, I would. Um, I don't think it is streamed this Wednesday or Saturday. Oh, man. Um, I think I was reading just – I mean, they might change their mind, but I think I was reading online, you know, Follow along at SKC Match Day on Twitter. And it's like, but they only tweet out every 20 minutes. Right. They don't really and tell it's like, you I what's need some play by play analysis. I know. I'd like to know uh, if there's a, a good defensive play or, or, or what. But, you know, it may not be. I'm trying to remember last year. I guess, yeah, typically they don't stream them until the second half of the preseason when they're in whatever the Desert Diamond Cup is now called. Um, but. Well, uh, when they do start streaming them, we will be watching and we will be tweeting from no other pod. Um, hopefully we'll, uh, have some new faces in for the second half of preseason. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for, for any big action that's happening throughout the day. If you're listening to this in the morning and it's transfer day, keep an eye on our Twitter. We just might break something before Sam does. Just saying. Um, <laughs> or we'll break a plate if uh, there is no news. We'll just break dishes. We'll yeah. We'll I might break my computer, um, and then there will be no more tweeting. Ooh, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So you know we haven't had a chance to get out and 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 watch Sporting KC for a while, but the team did have kind of a cool opportunity this last weekend for people to get out to Children's Mercy Park. Um, they had a sale going on, and, and then. Take uh take a tour of the stadium. Get to see the locker room, see some some parts of the 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 stadium of Children's Mercy Park that you don't normally get to see. Um, yeah, you've been on that tour before, right? <laughs> I've been I've been all over that stadium. Um, I haven't been on I don't think that tour specifically. I've been fortunate enough to go into <clears throat> the locker room um, with my media credentials, but I can't like geek right. out in there because I'm trying to act all professional and pretend like i know what i'm doing um oh dude i uh we got our, our our engagement pictures taken there and we had full access to the whole whole uh the whole park that's amazing that's super yeah cool. remember that yeah i forgot that i forgot but i remember that seeing that now um it was pretty cool man we had the whole field access we got to go sit in the locker room chairs cool man yeah one of one of our our listeners kyle orenberg had a uh a pretty cool story he shared with us on his, his Facebook page. And um, I don't know, man, do you want to kind of give a recap of, of what he said? It, it's amazing what this club will do for its fans. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Kyle Orenberg went to uh, children's mercy park for the warehouse sale and they were giving tours of children's mercy park. And apparently they bumped the cutoff time up an hour. And so when they got there, they were told that it, the tours were about over and they're like, you can ask when they get back with the tour, but I'm pretty sure you're too late. And so him and his family are kind of crushed, right? But this guy came back, and uh, he was an older gentleman, retired police sergeant, uh, retired military. Um, sorry, not retired military. Has a son who is in the military. Um, anyways, he asked if the, if Kyle wanted a tour, and he's like, yeah, well, we we wanted one, but we were told that it was you know maybe too late. And the guy says, well, you were here before too. You know, I'm more than happy to give you a tour. And I thought that was pretty cool because, like, you know, the whole saying, no other club, that's kind of a big deal. But here's why it was a big deal and a big impact to Kyle is that, uh, you know, not only did he have his wife and kids there, 
but also had his sister and her three kids there. So you got future sporting fans, right? And, you know, they, they kind of spent the whole day together, kind of made a thing out of it. And uh, I don't know. I think the dude, you know, I think for, for starters, Kyle bought everyone a jersey. You know, that's a big deal, making some new SKC fans. And, uh, you know, I think that the, the experience was one to remember. And so that's pretty cool. So thanks for sharing, Kyle. And uh, I hope a lot more people have stories like that. That's really cool. That And, and Kyle also emailed Rob Heineman and told him about the, the experience. So. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's such an incredible story. I mean, the, the part that got me was, I mean, he's talking about, you know, like you, you said, his sister and, and his, you know, nieces and nephews, but his, his brother-in-law is, is in the Air Force and, and deployed overseas to Afghanistan right now. So um, to have an employee, a Children's Mercy Park employee, take the time and take the care to show this family around when he didn't have to, he went above and beyond his job. I mean, just like Kyle said, it, it must've just meant the world to, to these, these kids and, and his sister who, who were just looking for, for something to lift their spirits cause they miss their dad and, and, and his sister misses her husband. So, um, yeah, man, it, when I, when I hear stories like that, it just it makes me so proud to be a fan of, of this club, and, and and that's not to say that other clubs don't do great things too, but um, it, it really, like you said, no other club. It, it really brings that home, and it really makes you feel that we are kind of part of this Sporting KC family. Um, so yeah, thank you, Kyle. Thanks so much. Um, yes, if sir. anybody, if anyone else has has stories of of children's mercy park staff members or sporting staff members who have gone above and beyond let, let us know we'd be happy to give shout outs to to the people that that make the club so great and and keep us fans i mean i know um w- the first game i ever took my brother to we were supposed to sit over in the south stand and we were running a little bit late and we got there and there was it was so it was against toronto fc this was back in like 2014 uh, and it was so jam-packed. There was just not a seat available. But there was a Children's Mercy staff member who spent like 30 minutes and found us four seats where we could sit. And, and we ended up getting like a seat upgrade. But like the amount of time that he spent looking for, for seats for us, he didn't have to do that. So um, I don't know, man. Have you ever had a, a cool experience with a sporting employee or, or a Children's Mercy Park staff member like that? Oh, you know, we always had a couple of the same guys down in the uh... – in the cauldron, you know, that would turn around and, you know, slap hands if something happened, and it seemed like they were fans too, you know. It wasn't like, it wasn't like when you go to a concert and you know those people are not supposed to be there to enjoy the music. They're supposed to be there to watch the crowd. But, you know, you can't help but get pumped when, uh, when everyone's going nuts over a goal, you know. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 such a unique environment. It's such a fun environment. Um cannot wait until we can get back there and see some games on the field um but we uh we did get to speaking of games that we could watch we did get to watch the u.s men's national team oh did you watch that uh i unfortunately (laughs) i don't know if you slept or not most most of us slept through it yeah i tried man (laughs) i'd find myself like looking at my phone and then i'd look up 10 minutes later and be like oh this is still on i forgot nothing's happening um yeah dude i i had it on my phone because my google chromecast was like it kept making it skip back and reverse like 10 seconds and it kept doing that over and over and i was just tired of watching the same stuff over and over again so anyway something with the bandwidth you know screwy internet so i had it on my phone while i was watching a tv show and that's that's how uneventful this game was it's not good man (laughs) <laughs> it's uh it, it was it was a rough game to watch didn't really give me any hope for what's the next whatever the next chapter of u.s soccer is um i, I guess the one good thing and I, this is, i don't think this is just hometown bias on my part i've actually seen other non-sporting kc people say this ike was kind of almost the bright spot of the game Ike had a good kind game. of a big deal yeah I, I mean, he was, he helped hold a clean sheet, which, yes, Bosnia and Herzegovina, like, that's not like we're playing Germany out there, but 
Ike's first cap. Um, he played the whole game. He was stepping into some passing lanes. He was he was making some plays. I I, I don't know. Where I was encouraged when I saw him. I don't know about you. I did see that, and I saw uh, some clips of him as well online. But it was uh, I liked him. I also heard a take from someone saying, you know, he's not he's not going to be the center back for like the next World Cup cycle, and everyone else was like, why can't he be? I mean, he's he's 28. He he'll be 32. I mean, center backs are are almost as timeless as goalkeepers, you know? Yeah, I think he is right on the fringe probably, but I think he's athletic enough and yes, he's had a history of injuries, but if he can stay healthy, he's on the right path. Exactly. If he can stay healthy, he's 28. But he has a lot less miles than a lot of 28-year-olds have on them. And, and and by that I mean because of those injuries, he sat out almost two full straight seasons. So he's kind of like, if he can stay healthy, it's almost like he's a 26-year-old in a, in a sense. Um, just because he, he's got two less years of running around for 90 minutes than every other 28-year-old out there. Um, I, I'd okay. like to... Okay, fair I'd, enough. I, I, I don't know. I'm... I'm I might be reaching with that one, but I, 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 I'd I like to think he has a shot. Um, I don't think – I mean, Beasler would have been 32, I think, what, this next World Cup, just about, and he was in the picture. So Yeah, exactly. Um, People worry I, about Ike, but he's, he's doing something. I mean, he just needs to keep eating whatever he's eating, keep the workout routine, whatever he's doing. I mean, if he's uh, – if he's as committed as as we all know he is, I mean he'll. Uh, I think he's got a damn good shot. I think so too. It did make me feel pretty darn good about our defense coming up, knowing that or, or or seeing that this is pretty much Ike's first competitive game in you know what four months or or, or so, and, and he looked like he was stepping out there and and was in pretty good shape and and was playing pretty well. So get him back there with Zusi and Beesler and Sinovic with, with Melia behind him, I think we're going to jump right back into the defense that we had last year. Well, and I, I let's talk about Sinovic for one quick second. I don't even know if that's his spot to lock down. I think uh, Jimmy Madronda is going to you know, push him to, to work harder and, and really take claim to that spot. You think he'll take over Seth's spot? I don't know if he'll take over, but I think if he shows that he's in better shape and or better you know, vision than Seth is, then yeah, it's his to take. Okay. I, I mean, Hey, what a couple years ago when Seth was uh, dealing with all of his concussion injuries, um, Jimmy looked pretty, pretty darn good in that spot. And I think a lot of people last year were surprised to see Steph just kind of came back and, and took it back from Jimmy. But I hear what you're saying. Jimmy's, Jimmy's a, a good left back when he plays back there. So um, Absolutely. I don't think Seth can get too comfortable. I mean, it's uh No, not at all. Someone could definitely come in and take it, so. Yep. Hey, and that's a good thing because that just means that uh you'll always be trying to to get that much better and be playing your best. So Absolutely. Um, good problem to have. Um But yeah, looking so we've mentioned a couple times that this was kind of a crazy week in MLS. Um Especially, it hasn't even been a week. It's been 24 been hours. That's right. <laughs> Monday on its own was nuts. Um, so we're going to go through a couple of the big things that happened real quick. Number one, let's start with, and I know we don't like talking about him anymore, but Kyle Aaron. Um, <laughs> I think we may so he's finally, finally gone. Yeah. We finally, I think, can stop talking about him because there's finally an end to this stupid saga um orlando city announced officially that they came to terms with besiktas for the transfer of kyle laren um did you see their statement at all uh no it, okay Refresh let my me, memory let me let me read you this statement because uh i i've never quite seen them or any other club really go after a player like this in a statement. It was pretty short and terse, but they said, after recognizing the existence of a valid contract, Besiktas has agreed with Orlando City on terms for the transfer of forward Kyle Laren to the Turkish side. 
Although the club was disappointed with the unacceptable behavior of the athlete and his representatives, a decision was taken to guarantee compensation for the club uh, or with the club's future in mind. I've just never seen, like, whenever you see transfers, they're always like, so-and-so was transferred to, you know, Manchester City for an undisclosed fee. Best of luck. I just, I think it kind of shows really how pissed off Orlando was when they, you know, go after saying they're disappointed in the unacceptable behavior of the athlete and his representatives. I just thought, um, you know, there there was no way this was going to end well, and Orlando fans have already turned on him. So um, what is interesting is Pro Soccer USA, which is a new soccer website, um, was reporting that Orlando City is actually going to keep 100% of the transfer fee instead of giving the league the typical one-third. What? I don't know, man. This seems like this is the league kind of making up rules as they go again, and I almost wonder, and not to get too inside baseball on the league roster rules, but MLS does what a lot of pro sports do in the U.S. They have contract options. Like, we'll sign a player for two years with an option for a third. FIFA doesn't actually allow for contract options, and that's where Besiktas was trying to pull a fast one. I wonder if this is, to me at least, and I want to get your take, this almost feels like the league paying hush money to Orlando being like, hey, just sell them. We'll give you 100% of the money. We're not going to take anything. Let's just not fight this because we're going to lose if we have to fight FIFA for contract options. Well, it's it's an immature situation, really. Like Kyle Lahren, I mean, it's not the first time he's been in the news, uh, <clears throat> DUI, <laughs> driving on the wrong side of the road. But... Uh, it's it's a whole, it's just a weird thing and he he's apologized and Orlando kind of roasted him but come on Orlando that was a big striker for you guys and you know was going to supposedly be there to build that club you've never made the playoffs in your 3 years of existence yeah so i i, I don't know i hope they continue to not make the playoffs and i i can say that cuz i don't think we have any Orlando fans that listen to us and if they do <laughs> that's awesome welcome thanks for listening but uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I'm glad that they they cut ties with him because the whole way this was handled was just, it was like a child not showing up for work, you know, some 16 year old not showing up to his grocery store job or something. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Um, and to be honest, the last MLS and and, and I may be a, a little bit wrong here, but the last MLS player I could think of who went to the Turkish league was Fabian Castillo from FC Dallas. Maybe there was someone mm-hmm. in between there. I don't know. But Fabian Castillo kind of did this whole almost similar thing where he forced a move to Trabzonspor, another Turkish club. And then you never really heard anything ever again about Fabian Castillo and, and until there were rumors this offseason that he was trying to come back to MLS because he didn't really pan out in the Turkish league. So I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess best of luck, Kyle Lahren. I just – it's sad to see – who was, like you said, one of the brightest young stars in the league, kind of have his time end in such a bitter way. But Mm -hmm. um, Orlando City's not looking back, though. I can tell you that. They have made two massive acquisitions. I would call them both massive over the uh, last couple of days. Um, First, they acquired um, Justin Merrim from uh, Columbus Crew for about a million dollars in allocation money. who Marin for a lot of last year was having an MVP caliber season. And then today they signed former SKC man, Yuri Rosell. Now they had to acquire the top allocation spot from FC Dallas to do so, but they did it. And then they almost immediately announced this new acquisition. So I don't know, man, like they're losing Kyle Laren, but they're putting together a decent squad. Seems to be. Um, yeah, it seems like they're putting it all out there. Uh, they they could be contenders. I mean, if they get all the right pieces going and everything, they've they've really made some moves this year. Yeah, I I, I think I honestly think they do make the playoffs this year. Um, I mean, you got Toronto and you got NYCFC and probably Atlanta, but I mean the crew have pretty much packed it in. They're giving up. They've traded their two best players. Um, Seems like it. 
Red Bulls, I don't know what, what they're doing. Um, I really feel they, for Zach Steffen and uh, John Kempen, the two keepers out there in Columbus. Right, yeah, exactly. But I don't know who else in, in the East. I, I mean, maybe I'm forgetting someone, but, I mean, Orlando's added Sasha from the Red Bulls now. They get Justin Merrim. They get Yuri Rozelle. They'll have a, a Dom Dwyer for his his second season going into uh, Orlando. I just, I don't know. It feels like they're finally going to break through, but we'll see. Um, we'll see. They got to kind of, I mean, really what they need to do is they need to put their stamp on the Florida MLS market before this whole Miami team gets in the league because otherwise – they'll find themselves in a similar situation the Galaxy are kind of in right now where they've been around, but LAFC is the sexy new team. And maybe that's uh, maybe that's the, the motivation behind some of these uh, Galaxy rumors we're hearing, which um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic to the LA Galaxy is apparently <laughs> going to become a thing. Um, no what? way. I mean, not, not yet in any way. I mean, you wouldn't think so, but... He hasn't so, even said anything. He hasn't, but did you see your boy, Jose Mourinho? Did you see his quote? Yeah. He even said that he hasn't said anything, but if that's something he wants to do, then we're, we're behind him and we'll, we'll find a way to make it happen. So, apparently, and I don't know really how to verify this. I don't know that there is a way to verify this, but supposedly... French newspaper um, L'Equipe, which is, a, I believe, a, a paper in, in Paris, is apparently going to report tomorrow that Zlatan Ibrahimovic signed an agreement with the LA Galaxy three weeks ago. What? Um, I have no idea how the heck... One, if that happened, it hasn't leaked until now. Two, if that happened, why the hell wouldn't you just announce it? And three, there's just simply – there can't be a way to verify this, but, like, I don't know. Like, I just – Zlatan and MLS – oh, oh, and I forgot even the, the weirdest thing about this whole Zlatan story. Apparently, L.A. has figured out some wizardry where Zlatan would not even be a designated player. He would be a player bought down using targeted allocation money somehow – and any other supplemental salary he would get would somehow come from sponsors, which again feels like the league just making up rules as they go because they need the Galaxy Dude, to be relevant again. I will never understand this. I will never understand what, what this all means, you know? It's just, it's so strange. I mean, what I, the way I look at it is, and this is just purely me putting my tinfoil hat on and being a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, um, but I'm going to go with it. The league needs LA to be relevant because the galaxy to be relevant because LAFC is about to come in and be super relevant. And it's not good for MLS if the galaxy aren't good and aren't relevant. What in the world makes them more relevant than bringing in someone like Zlatan? Um, especially if it's announced can... tomorrow. You think if people are listening to this podcast right now, that oh, it's already boy. been announced? I, I mean, I have no idea. I, I'm, I guess it would have to either be tomorrow or in the summer. Um, I don't know. Do you, do, you're, you're the Man U guy. Ha, has he been playing much for Man U? No, he's been hurt. He's, he's been recovering from his knee injury, right? Yeah, he hasn't played for a long time. So it's, uh, I mean, yes, he's older, but he's still... Zlatan, and he'll he'll play like through an injury. He probably won't even tell people if he's hurt. You know what I mean? Well, let me throw out this but, other tinfoil hat scenario to you. Uh-huh. And 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 this is just again another conspiracy theory. What if Zlatan isn't actually recovering to the point where he is the same Zlatan he was before his knee injury, and he's been trying to work back to it, but he knows, and Jose knows, and and everyone over in Man U knows. He yes, he's Latin. He's still good, but he's not the Latin he was before. And he doesn't want to tarnish his legacy by going out on, you know, a field against EPL teams and not being able to perform. 
So what if they call up the Galaxy, who were linked to him in years past, and say, hey, look, he's not quite what he was before, but he's still really good. Do you want him? And then Zlatan comes to MLS, kind of has a Didier Drogba-type scenario where he probably doesn't play on turf, bangs in, you know, 20 goals over, you know, 35-ish games over a couple seasons and then rides off into the sunset. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll probably end up here, but, I mean, I uh, I don't know. It's like, if that happened, dude, and I get to go watch him when SKC plays the Galaxy, I mean, that sounds super cool. They'd have to announce it tomorrow, if, if otherwise he's coming in the summer. Yeah, true. So. It's got to be a thing tomorrow. I hope it happens, man. It'd be awesome for you to get to see him. Nah, that'd be super cool. I don't know if I could ever, uh, you know, try to get him to sign my Man U kit or anything, but that'd be that'd be nuts. What in the world would it be like to be Siggy Schmidt and try to coach someone like Slotin? Like, oh, he wouldn't. He'd be like, hey, uh, do do whatever you want to do, Bubba, Bubba, <laughs> do do whatever you want. Zlatan walks into a stop hub center. He goes, he finds Siggy, and he's like, look at me. I, I am the captain now. Yep. So. Sh- shows up right on time for the game, and they're like, Zlatan, you're not in the starting 11. He's like, no, no, I'm I'm in starting 11. And they're like, I, oh, I'm, okay. I am the captain now. Oh, sounds good. Uh, get the armband there from uh, Sebastian Legette there, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It'd be crazy. It, it's like... The logical part of me wants to be like, no, this is not what the league is. We are not a retirement league anymore. And the other part of me is like, but it'd be really cool to watch Latin play. Um, yeah, we're not exactly, we're not only a retirement league. Like, that's still that's still a thing people do. I mean, Messi or Ronaldo will still look at doing that someday. I mean, it's, but it's not as bad as it, as it looked before. No. Um, it'd be cool. We'll see. Maybe by the time you're all listening to this, like we said, it's already happening. Otherwise, probably happening in the summer. Oh, that would um, be bananas. A couple more highlights that happened in uh, MLS. Um, Man City pulled a fast one on, on all of us and stole Jack Harrison away from NYCFC. Um, That's which ridiculous. Is their right to do, I guess, because they are part owner of NYCFC, which I feel like... I can't say I'm surprised this is happening because they kind of pulled a fast one on NYCFC with Frank Lampard before New York City was even a actual thing yet because they're like, oh yeah, Frank Lampard, he's gonna go play for New York City. Well, he'll just play for Man City for six months to get in shape, and then he was kind of good, and Man City was like, actually, we're more important than you, so we're gonna keep him, and you'll get him in the summer. And people were pissed, and now they just kind of swept away Jack Harrison and I guess maybe they gave a transfer fee, I don't know, but they took him and then immediately oh. loaned him out to Middlesbrough. So. But he wants to, he wants to be over there. You know what I mean? It's where he's from. I mean, he wants to play in the in the top flight. And But this is like, you know, having it like, oh, he's going to Man City. It's the same team. They're even the same colors, same ownership. And I'm thinking it's like, <laughs> it's like if your dad's like, hey, you're going to go live with your mom. I know we're, we're recently divorced. And it's like, oh, but mom lives across the street. They aren't even, <laughs> they're so close. Yeah, it just, it doesn't make sense. I don't know if they paid a fee to themselves for the purchase of Jack Harrison. I feel like I'm just wearing my tinfoil hat all, all, uh, all episode no way. today. But my, here's, here's my other tinfoil hat theory. Let's say they technically pay themselves a fee. Like, I saw Goal talked about $6 million. Okay, Man City pays City Football Group $6 million to, to buy its own player. Well, now all of a sudden, if middle if he goes to play for Middlesbrough and, and he has a halfway decent year, if Middlesbrough wants to buy him or any other league wants to buy him, suddenly he's not New York City FC player Jack Harrison. Now he's Man City player Jack Harrison Man City already spent at least $6 million on him, so they're looking to 
probably at least double that. They've essentially just artificially bid against themselves to drive up the Jack Harrison price. So when they sell them to somewhere else, they're going to get two to three times what they would have otherwise. So, Dude, you're so good at the business side of things. Like, I don't know the way you talk about it, and I'm just like, yeah, how do you know all this stuff? But it's just I'm just I'm just here for uh for support, man. So it's cool you know what the heck you're talking about. Well, I'm just at this point just wildly throwing out conspiracy theories and just blame, blaming everybody for everything. Um No, you should. This is a messed but, up deal and it's it's just it's like, you know, Orlando not giving the transfer fee to to MLS and then here it's like Man City pretty much gets him for free and and there's a lot in allocation sense? money. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'd like to buy this burger, but I need you to use the money that's already in your drawer. Right. For my purchase. I don't I don't right. know. Yeah. I just between Kyle Aaron and then the Jack Harrison and then the Zlatan thing where they're apparently gonna come up with some way for Zlatan to not be a DP so the Galaxy can get him. Just feels like MLS is playing fast and loose with their own rules, which I guess is their prerogative, but too fast, too loose. That's right. <laughs> um, that's a new movie with Vin Diesel. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Starring The Rock also. Um, oh, absolutely. He's, he's got to be in it. <laughs> and Zlatan is in it. He just showed up and was like, I'm in the movie. And they're like, okay. Um, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Last big MLS news is, I guess, kind of, sort of, maybe we think Miami's finally getting a team, even though we have no real more information than we did four years ago. Yeah, they're getting a team. Um, they they have been officially awarded an expansion franchise. Um, That's cool. They got updated scarves, which I guess is cool. They now have two sets of scarves from four years apart that just say Miami Soccer, Miami MLS. Um, <laughs> I, I was just hoping to learn something new, and I feel like it was like deja vu from four years ago. Like, oh, here's David Beckham. Oh, Miami's going to get a team. Oh, we don't have a name yet or colors or a stadium site, or we don't know when they're going to play yet, but we promise it's still happening. I just thought it was kind of funny. But now they have all that, right? They're not publicly saying it. If they do like the stadium, oh, site's not stadium finalized. Site? They have Ooh. one that's been approved by MLS, but nothing's finalized. Fancy. And they're targeting a 2020 start date from what I've read, but that's not finalized. So I read that too. One of their owners did say that by the end of February we should have a club crest, colors, and a name. So, dude, when you know we what get this means? that, what? Miami Road Run, dude. Oh man, that's gonna be nuts. That sounds crazy. That's gonna be crazy, especially if it's like early and/or late in the season when it's starting to get a little cold here. I wouldn't mind taking a little hop down to Miami for a weekend. Oh, dude, that's my thoughts exactly with our little April L.A. trip, man. It might be, could be snow on the ground here, and we're ta- we're heading out. I mean, that's you do right. that to Miami, that's good time. There you go. I never, I never been to Miami. I have been through Miami, like we flew uh, yeah, into Fort Lauderdale, wanna, and then you we went to stop and get hooked on the Coke. That's that's right. Yeah, I was the worried. I was like, the, the second I stop, they're just gonna throw it at me, and then I'm hooked. And then be like, oh my god. Where do I get My this? life is ruined. Yeah. So much. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> um, I, I live on the streets now, immediately. <laughs> and Zlatan um, comes over and he's like, stop being a puss. It's just coke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess I guess uh, Miami, f- football Miami MLS is happening. Um, Beckham we'll, FC. We'll hopefully. And, and yeah, that, that video, man, you were reading me. You were you were almost like narrating their celebrity video as you were watching it to me, and I was dying yeah. because they had like everybody in this video. I don't even remember who oh, it yeah. was. No, dude, they had like Serena Williams, like a big old close up of her face. Kind of scared me <laughs> because she's a she's a beast. She'll, she'll whoop some ass. But the uh, uh, then then there was Will Smith, you know, he was like, welcome to Miami, because, you know, he did a song one time. Bienvenido a Miami. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> he, just, he just came in with some Cuban there? What is that? That's that's from the song. He's, he's it like, is. welcome to Miami, and then there's a girl in the background that's like, bienvenido a Miami. I, 
I never knew what she said, but you you definitely knew. <laughs> yeah, it's welcome to Miami. <laughs> but no, and then then his wife, you know, Posh Spice was on there, Victoria, and yeah. uh, uh, his kids, and then Tom Brady's on there, and I'm like, what the hell? Are yeah, you two away. handsome devils best friends? No one likes Tom Brady. Like, how do you get in the handsome Tom Brady David Beckham club? Cause uh, sign me up. You should be in there, should you? Well, I, I want to learn. I want to learn how to make my face like theirs. Yeah. My favorite part of the video is when Usain Bolt was basically begging for a spot on the roster. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I score goals. And it's like, no, you don't. You run fast. Get out of here. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. But um, And then Messi I mean, made like a post and was like, hey, maybe call me in a couple years. And we're like, stop, Messi. Just yeah, stop I can't it. wait for 2021. Miami MLS team with Usain Bolt and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi and Zlatan's probably going to be traded to there by then and then there'll be like Tom Brady in goal because he's decided he's tired of winning Super Bowls and so he's going to now go win MLS Cups. Um, he could do it because he's he's the greatest. But it's it's like when do when do people stop wanting to go to the flashy teams and maybe take a look at a, a club that you know actually matters and. I'm gonna lead right into this because I know I know we're about wrapping up here, aren't we? We're about out of time. Yeah, well, we have one Twitter question to get to, and we'll be done. I I was just gonna I was just gonna read it. Oh, do it! You are reading. That's my what I'm mind. doing, man. This kind of plays in. So I mean, uh, Mansky, the man, the legend. He's always uh, hitting us up. Uh, thanks, man. Much love. But he uh, he says, why does it seem like so many big name players are demanding trades? Are there actually more than usual this window, or is it that these demands generally are resolved internally before the media hears of it? And more importantly, do we have the cash to tempt Zlatan away from L.A.? <laughs> and and I just want to talk about that bottom part there. I mean, you can kind Go of hit on it. the trades there. But that bottom part is we can't tempt these players because these players are up in, like, rainy England and, and, and you know, Spain, and, and then they're coming down here and... They want to go to Kansas? I mean, I, I love it. I love Kansas, and I miss it often, but these players want to be in L.A. They want to go to a beach. They want to be in Miami or, or New York, the big city, and uh, I, I don't know what we what our pitch is to players like that. It's like, hey, we've won you know so many trophies in the last few years, and uh, we have good barbecue. I, what do you yeah. say? Well, uh, you say Zlatan. Let me tell you, have you ever tried burn ends? Because they are like... <laughs> and he's like, yes, absolutely. He's like, what? what is burnt ends? Why you burn meat? And we're like, I don't know, Zlatan, it's good. Um, he's like, I actually make my own, and uh, they're way better. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. we can't hold it. And then you. he started Zlatan's barbecue. Um, yeah. But yeah, but no, what do you, what do you for... think about the trade stuff, though? Okay, so I think he's onto it when he says are these normally resolved internally before the media hears of it typically yes they are it's not unusual for players to say hey i'm kind of done i'd like to move Um, usually most clubs won't keep a player hostage Um, so more often than not if a player wants to move the club will try to move the player before it becomes public because once it becomes public, the club loses any leverage it had because now they know he doesn't want to be there. Why am I going to trade a bunch of money for him? Um, Having said that, I think there may be more this year in particular because of all of like both Ola Kamara and Justin Merriam wanted trades from the crew but I think it's because they knew what's happening around the crew as a club and the uncertainty there. They knew they weren't going to be contenders this year. They don't really want to go through a relocation, so they wanted to go to contenders. Um, I don't think Ola probably knew he was going to be fighting against Zlatan for time when he went to the Galaxy, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, like Lee Wayne with the Revs. Um, the Revs have just been kind of a mess for a little while. This happened with Jermaine Jones. It's happening with Lee Wynn now. Um, long story short, I don't think it's unusual. I think that there's just... And then Kyle Lahren. Everyone knew he wanted to go to Europe. Orlando didn't want to get rid of him. And so Kyle Lahren tried to take matters into his own hands. But like we said, Fabian Castillo also did that. So I don't think it's unusual. I think these just got to kind of a breaking point probably quicker. Um, 
than than others did so we just started to hear about him but true i don't know i, I still would have loved to see ola in sporting blue but it wasn't meant to be so not meant to be well yes sir man i think we are uh this might be our longest pod yet but we are just about there so might any, be any... we had we had to do this in two parts because uh, you know you said we didn't have audio issues but we had a couple and <laughs> we had audio issues i jinxed it but you jinxed it bro but hey i think we did good and yeah. uh you know guys uh itunes google play ratings and reviews hit us up with that five stars please 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 and thank you and uh, leave a little comment in there. We haven't had one in a while. So uh, tell us how you found the show and, and how you're liking it and where you're from and all that stuff. So we, we'd greatly appreciate it. Yes, sir. Uh, hit us up at NoOtherPod, at JCMacO3, at Dan Couser. Like us on Facebook, NoOtherPod. Send us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Hopefully, guys, when we're talking to you next, we have a shiny new striker. Johnny Russell's confirmed. And uh, we're sitting pretty looking to go into the season. But uh, Johnny Russell. Until, Johnny Russell. Until, until then, uh, we'll work on our Scottish accents. Until then. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. We'll talk to y'all later. Have a good week. Bye. Johnny Russell. Yeah.